Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio This guy, yeah, look, let's face it He got his start on the Reardon Roundtable He's the next United States Senator from the state of Missouri The current Attorney General Eric Schmidt is with me this evening How are you, Eric? I'm doing great, Mark, how are you? I'm fantastic, first and foremost I liked the tie last night on uh, Hannity You were looking good, so that's important Oh, thank though. you, yeah. I appreciate that, thank you But this is, an, this is an important issue And you know, it's interesting because I've been kind of Talking about Matt Taibbi for months now On my show Because of other issues, not Twitter He's sort of a reformed lefty Who sees all the nonsense that's going on in government And in the media in particular So I guess it wasn't a huge shock that you know Matt Taibbi kind of gave or gave attention to this because Elon Musk, you know, trusted him. But I want to know, because this is what you were talking to Sean about last night, and you have to explain who some of these people are, because you took a deposition last week from someone that is directly involved in this whole case. So explain what you're doing in the AG's office and how this sort of melds with everything that came out over the weekend. Yeah, so we've got a lawsuit against the government uh, for working hand-in-hand with social media companies to suppress speech. And that's taken a, bunch, a few different forms. We can talk about all of them if you want. But we took the deposition of Anthony Fauci a couple of weeks ago. We released that transcript yesterday. It was fascinating. We learned a lot. We also took the deposition of FBI agent Elvis Chan last week. Uh, he is the guy that uh, in his sworn testimony said essentially that he was having uh, monthly and then weekly meetings with all the social media platforms telling them what to look out for uh, leading up to the election in 2020. It's important to take a step back here because this relates to the Hunter Biden laptop story that was censored and suppressed. So in 2019, December of 2019, the FBI has possession of the laptop. Okay, they have it. They know it's legit. They know it's not Russian disinformation. They have it. Um, And Elvis Chan then talks about how, you know, leading up to the election in 2020, he's having these meetings. Interestingly, there's a guy by the name of Yoel Roth, who's the head of integrity at Twitter, where the heck that means, um, and said that in these meetings, as they're warning about Russian disinformation, potential Russian uh, hack and leak disinformation, uh, a specific reference is made to the Hunter Biden laptop story, which, by the way, is not, and they knew it was not disinformation. And so from that then, uh, Miranda Devine at the New York Post, who actually publishes the story, she said that the FBI, who was monitoring her, had access to her email. So the FBI knew the date in which that story was going to be published, had these weekly meetings, had these conversations. And then when that story is published, uh, they censor it. Right. And, and if you even retweeted that link, you were deplatformed, taken down. The rest of the corporate media uh, went along with it. The final interesting tidbit here, Mark, is the general counsel for Twitter. Uh, Jim Baker, 
in 2020, who was at the center of this with the Elon Musk revelations last Friday, was the general counsel of the FBI in 2016. And so this sort of level of collusion and incestuous nature is really shocking. And you mentioned the attention. I, I, I don't care what your political stripe is. I mean, I'm obviously I'm a conservative Republican, but I don't care what your political stripe is. This ought to scare the hell out Absolutely. of every American out there. That the government, right, that the government with all its vast, the federal government with its vast resources and power be working with some of the biggest companies in the history of the world to silence citizens. I mean, this stuff happens in communist China. It's not supposed to happen here, which is why we filed the lawsuit. Well, you know, and you could say it doesn't matter what your political stripes are, and you're right about that. But let's face it. One of the things that is most revealing about all of this that came out from Taibi and that's included in, in your work here is that it was pretty one-sided. They weren't spiking oh, things yeah. on the uh, on the conservative side. They were letting liberals kind of run the day. And now some people are out there saying, oh, and I see columns in the Washington Post, Eric, this wouldn't have changed the election. Who cares if it would have changed the election? At this point, that's not the point, Right. Let, yeah, let the American people decide that. It's also a consistent thread with our Fauci deposition. I mean, Fauci went out of his way. He knew early on about the lab leak theory. He, he, and he knew that he had to suppress this story because it could come back to him because he was funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, right? And, so he, and then he sends one of his chief lieutenants, Dr. Lane, to China in early February. He comes back raving about these draconian lockdowns and this is the way to move forward and so all this stuff kind of comes to light he emails a friend mark in february of 2020 who asks him should i wear a mask on a plane he says no masks are ineffective oh wow right in february of 2020 he says that a few weeks a few weeks later he comes out and advocates for universal masking and covid tyranny is born so i think this lawsuit is exposing the heavy-handed nature of government censoring speech and uh, the hypocrisy also. And by the way, this should be the work of journalists. You know, our friends at the Post-Dispatch who constantly talk about democracy dying in darkness and threats to democracy. Where are they at on this? The fact is, because the censorship worked for the colored jersey that they root for, they got nothing that's to right. say. And that's dangerous, too. It, it is dangerous. And, and that's exactly what happens. That's, by the way, why Matt Taibbi is, is so upset with you know, most of the mainstream media because he comes from a day, and I don't think Matt Taibbi is perfect, by the way, but he comes from an era in which it didn't matter what uniform you might wear when you're voting. What mattered is journalistic integrity. Now what we have is journalistic malpractice. And I'm fighting. Look, my job as attorney general, I represent the people, and I'm not afraid of these tough fights. I'm going to take that to the same to the Senate. And I can't think of a bigger fight to weigh in on, right, than big government colluding with big tech. These are huge, huge forces in our culture, in our country, and we can't allow them to censor speech. See, people should be able to have differing opinions, have dissenting views, have it air out. It's the pressure release valve. The First Amendment is the beating heart of our Constitution. And if we allow that to be sort of bulldozed here by people who want to affect things because, you know, that's their own personal worldview. That's antithetical to this American experiment, and it's worth fighting for. So here's one of the um, the moments from the deposition. Um, and who it was the Solicitor General, John Sauer, who took the deposition, right, Eric? 
Correct. Right. Yep. So he says, um, the question was, what are your thoughts about, you know, should people be allowed to post opinions on social media? Fauci says, you say aloud. I don't know what's the legal or other First Amendment issues that are associated with that. That's not my lane or area of expertise as a physician, as a scientist, as a public health person. I'm very sensitive to the fact that disinformation, including some of the disinformation that we discussed that, for example, has people avoiding life-saving interventions is dangerous to health. Let, let's offer an example of that from Dr. Fauci. And look, I took the vaccine. I, you know, was a proponent of the vaccine. I still think it saved lives. But this notion that they were spreading that this was and I said it on the air. Right. I'm embarrassed that that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated in June of last year. Not true that you won't spread this if you get the vaccine. Not true. So this cuts both ways. But he never wants to talk about that. No. And that that is, by the way, their justification for silencing people that they were right. He is the science. I think it's interesting. I was in the room that day in that deposition. There's a few other things, takeaways. He mentioned, I don't recall 174 times. So for the guy who claims to know everything, is this all-powerful, all-knowing force in the universe, there's a lot of things he claimed I don't have any recollection of. His daughter, by the way, was working at Twitter at the time. That came out uh, in the deposition. And then the court reporter, I mean, this just gives you a glimpse into the mentality here. The court reporter sneezed. Right after lunch, she sneezed. Fauci looks at her, wants her to wear a mask. I mean, this is November of 2022, okay? And that is the mentality of the guy. No, that's true. Oh, my. See, that's a great great little nugget. Yeah, this is the the mentality of the guy who was in charge of all of this, right? And so, you know, when the smoke signals went out from the Fauci candles, um, people took their marching orders, including people here in, in the St. Louis region, right? And lives and livelihoods were ruined, and they'll never apologize for it, and they should. So what happens next with all this? Well, we're going to keep going. We've got the deposition of Jen Psaki later this month. Um, so, again, this is befuddling to the left because they can't believe it. I mean, this is one of those lawsuits that when we filed it, you know, again, the folks in the, in the, the left-wing media claimed it was some sort of publicity. It wasn't. It's about addressing a fundamental issue of, you know, freedom of expression, Right. And so we're, we're getting now the discovery. We know that uh, there were direct communications from Facebook officials to the Surgeon General of the United States saying, hey, we took that down. What else can we do? There was a special portal for these social media platforms to connect directly with government to deplatform people. There were weekly censorship meetings. We, we talked about the FBI revelations. We talked about the Tony Fauci revelations. Who knows what we're going to find with Jen Psaki. So I think you just got to keep, you know, going at this aggressively. This is what, you know, journalists used to do, but we're going to do it. We're going to get answers and I'm going to continue that fight, you know, in the United States Senate. But as far as this particular legal fight, do you essentially have to hand it off because you're leaving the office? Yeah, so the, yeah. it'll be up to the next attorney general, and it's also filed with Louisiana attorney right. general as right. well. So, so I would imagine that this is a lawsuit that uh, um, uh, will continue forward, and and I'll be I'll be rooting for the folks continuing to prosecute the case. But I'm not going anywhere on this either. I mean, one of the things that uh, we want to take on in the Senate is, you know, this very powerful group of individuals in big tech. Um, that think that they should be dictating what everybody can see all the time. And that's why Elon Musk has been such a breath of fresh air. Um, You know, he's not trying to put his thumb on the scale here. It's just, hey, everybody can have their say and let people be able to make these decisions. It's the argument, Mark, we were making when I was on your show about mask mandates. Remember, it was, if you want to wear one, wear one. You don't want to wear one. But the fact is, parents should be able to decide. Patients should be able to decide. 
OSHA, which was created to make sure forklifts beep when they back up, shouldn't be telling 80 million people, forcing them to get a vaccine if they don't want to or have a medical procedure, right? So this is about individuals being able to make those decisions, and I think that's what we got to fight for in this country. You know, they're still not backing down on this stuff, too. They're still talking about, you know, fighting the airlines and with the military, not relaxing. At least New York and some of the other, you know, states and government entities have realized the um, nonsense in requiring vaccines at this point. You know, that, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's it, crazy. it is nuts. Uh, well, what's on deck then for the next few weeks when it comes to the transition? Do they have like special? I really don't know. Do they have um, opportunities to go to Washington beforehand or how does this all work with the? the yeah. So uh, my wife and I, Jamie and I went up to Washington a couple weeks ago for an orientation with the, the seven new members that were coming in. And, uh, you know, you get, we have a temporary office that's set up, which is, you know, pretty cool. There's a, the swearing in and all that on, on January 3rd. And, you know, committee assignments will come out sometime between, you know, now and then. You got Georgia today that'll determine kind of what the committee structure looks like. And that's why that race is important because it's either because right now those committees are split evenly. That dynamic changes if the Democrats have 51 and not yeah. 50. Well, so unfortunately, I think I, I'm really bad at political predictions. So let me make one here. I think Herschel is going to get smoked. But since my predictions are so bad, maybe it turns out <laughs> in the other direction. I, I just don't uh, know. I hope I hope you're wrong, but we're, we'll be busy. And then you're you know you're putting a team together to go there. And uh, I'm just like you know I, I just uh, it's an honor of a lifetime to to uh, I talked about being from Bridgeton right a lot in the campaign, and those are my roots. And so to be going to Washington to represent my state in the United States Senate uh, is just an honor of a lifetime, and uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Can you lobby to a certain extent on the committee assignments, or because you would think that you're going to have some interest in being on some committees versus others, right? Right. Yeah. So that all kind of happens in the next couple of weeks as they kind of figure out where people slot in. But it's a lot of it's based on seniority, too. Right. So you're, you're coming in. Um, I don't know what my number will be. I'll, I'll be 98 or 99 or I don't think I'll be 100. <laughs> I think that's Katie Britt from Alabama. But as they kind of figure all that out. But but hopefully, you know, the, the committees will uh, fit the skill set that I bring to the Senate. And I think I've proven as attorney general, I'm not afraid of these big, important fights for, for my state, and I in, intend to continue that, whatever committees I'm on. I love it. I was uh, I had Ronnie Davis on the show who, you know, I was leaving the House because he did not win his primary. He said they were already kicking him out of the office last week. So it is underway. <laughs> the big transition is underway. All right, listen, you uh, take care. Have a great Christmas if we don't talk before that, and keep us posted on all this. All right, Mark. Take care. Attorney General Eric Schmidt with us on this Tuesday evening. By the way, maybe I should have asked him about this. This just came down here this afternoon. A federal judge sentencing former St. Louis Alderman John Collins Muhammad and Jeffrey Boyd to prison. Louis Reed has not been sentenced, but these were not light sentences. Nope. I'll explain. Plus, an audio cut of the day is coming up. Get more at 971talk.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024.